0: you're listening to messages from the middle i'm wendy Parrish. this is episode number 21 good vibrations growing and thriving through life's hard times my interview with angie monson have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over it's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story well i'm not one of those people My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. Hello, and welcome to the episode. I am so excited to share with you my interview with Angie Monson. I got to know Angie first as a photographer and then got to know her better as a human being and a person and admire her so much. Recently she went through some health challenges and I am so impressed and just in awe of the way that she handled her health challenges with beauty and grace and really also just allowing the hard times, and to feel those hard times. Angie is a photographer and a retreat leader based in Salt Lake City, Utah. Her passion for healing and art are what motivate her each day to live her purpose. Changing the world to her means causing a ripple effect, sometimes in the smallest ways. She is going to drop some incredible knowledge on you today, and I can't wait for you to get to know and absolutely fall in love with my friend Angie Monson. So let's go. All right, I am here with Angie Monson, who is the master of all trades. (laughs) We have so much to talk about and I'm so excited to have her here. So, um, hey, how's it going?
1: Hello, thank you for having me. It's so good to see you.
0: Last time I saw you, so let's see. I've actually met you in person twice, but the last time I saw you in person was at the photography retreat in 2018.
1: Oh my gosh. That's like a lifetime ago. Doesn't
0: that feel like a lifetime ago? I know. Yeah,
1: I just was actually thinking back to it like visually and I'm like, oh my God, I don't even feel like the same person at all. I'm sure you don't either.
0: No, I know. And that's I was great.
1: thinking. A different version of ourselves. You yeah. Know? You didn't yeah. have any tattoos then. I, now I have two. <laughs> the
0: two. Uh, they're beautiful too. I'm assuming that they have the birds and the...
1: Yeah, the birds are my children. I
0: figured. And then the other yeah. one, is that one of the... It's
1: a compass. It's oh, it's, it's compass. to remind me to trust my inner compass.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I know. And it's funny, like, I don't have any tattoos, mm-hmm. mostly because... I have actually done like temporary ones. And then after like two weeks, I'm like, what is that? So I have visual issues, but I'm like, if you were to get them, they should be on your wrist where you can see them and they should be reminders of reminders. things.
1: Reminders, yeah. I want them to be <laughs> sentimental. And I also wanted them to be like feminine feeling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. And reminders of things. Mm-hmm. So yes, just, I mean, sum up, Angie is a photographer extraordinaire. In fact, this is my embarrassing fangirl. I think I started following you. I'm, well, I why four kids. I think I started following you when I had two kids.
1: Yeah. (laughs) How long ago was that?
0: I know, right? Uh, Let's see. So Lily is my third and she is 13.
1: Yeah, I've been shooting for 17 years. Yeah. Since my twins. Well, I mean, I've been shooting for 20, but I didn't start charging money until I was pregnant with my twins. Okay. Um, Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I think that was like my, my second child, 17. And I started taking pictures kind of about the time he was one or two yeah, and you know, back in the days of blogs. So I I followed your, I followed your blog. And then, um, yeah, one of my big things was like, once I had my whole family, I was going to have you take our family pictures. So you took, and it it was so perfect because I did it. My youngest was two. So, like everyone was still little and cute yeah. and fun, and I love those pictures, especially now that they're all like big.
1: I know, and, and I even
0: and have like one out of the house. And they have
1: their own lives, and you are like, "Oh, this isn't as fun.
0: This yeah.
1: is so much harder." When they turn, oh my god, it's the it's the craziest thing when they start to just kind of go on their own. It's I know, so bittersweet. And you
0: have this whole idea that like every parenting book is like, "Do these things, and this is what will happen," and yeah, it is not funny. true. It is
1: not true, and every kid is so different, and what they need is so different. And Mm -hmm. you just have to figure it out day by day. You just have to, and they'll they'll even change
0: day by day. Like I'm this, okay, I love and accept that. Now I'm this, okay, I love and accept that. (laughs) Like, percent. That is what it is. Yeah. So, um, and then from photography, you've branched out into doing travel retreats, which is like. I have so much envy of that, like, you know what, I want to travel a lot, so I'm going <laughs> to do it by hosting retreats all over yes. the world, yes. which is so cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, you have women, and they're mostly women's retreats. You've done?
1: There's been one co-ed retreat, and it was hosted by someone else, um, and that went well. I just kind of, I think it changes the dynamic to have men and women together, Mhm. Uh, I feel like it's harder for people to open up because these are self-discovery retreats. This is where you're going and you're working on yourself. You're obviously adventuring and they're having the time of your life too. But mm-hmm. um, I, I really started it because when I was just got divorced, I was traveling and, and it was just adding to my life so much and I could get away from my stressors and just feel like myself again and feel like my childlike self of like wonder and exploration. And And, like, I found parts of myself that I had just hidden for so long, you know? Yeah. And so I wanted to give that to other women because I was like, God, this is such a beautiful experience. And especially in the U.S., women don't travel by themselves very much. They don't go off and adventure very much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you're
0: you're right. It's funny (laughs) because I realize I I do. Yeah. (laughs) I I do a lot of things by myself. Um, but I mean, granted, my husband would love to join me on everything, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think they either, you know, they go with somebody else or even I've talked to a lot of friends and they wouldn't dare go by themselves. That's the other oh, thing. Yeah. And so you're offering a way for them to go by themselves and still have some security. Yes. Of, like knowing where they're going to be and where to stay.
1: Yes. And take and- all the planning out of it because I think that's what stresses people out so mm-hmm. much you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that that I started it and I was like, I'm going to just put it out there. And my first trip was to Croatia and it booked within a day, like that same day it got booked. And so because people That's were amazing. watching me travel and they were like seeing how much it was adding to my life and they wanted to be a part of it. And I had no clue there was even a need for it. But I just came up with this idea randomly because someone was like, well, you could do it like photography because I was like, oh, I want to travel and and make these retreats but I don't want it to be about photography I wanted it to be something deeper than that something real something that people could they'd come home and they'd have this experience that they could take with them for a lifetime you know what I mean yeah where they could shift their life or just connect better to themselves like so many people don't even know how to get in their body no like, you know what I mean and that's a foreign thing because we're so I mean there's so much like coming at us all the time mm-hmm. and um, when I started to meditate, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is incredible. Like I can be in my body and feel my soul, feel my heart, feel like connected to me and my purpose. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And I wanted
1: to, I wanted to give that to other people. So.
0: And I think the thing that you've done so well is, yeah, you were Angie Monson, the photographer and then you managed to pivot and you're still a photographer. You did, yes. what, you're still doing it, like working yeah. tons and booking out and all that all that amazing dream stuff for every photographer. But then you're managed to pivot these travel retreats and drive retreats is what the name of the business and to a totally different thing. There is a photography element in that you will take pictures on the trip and pictures of the women, Mm -hmm. but it's not like you're not teaching photography, which is kind of, you know, how I think people would have expected you to do, which I think is so cool that you're able to just be like, now I found this new part of me let's explore that and do something yeah. else which
1: I think is so cool. Yeah. I always want like with my businesses, I always want to have purpose in it and meaning. I think, mm-hmm. I think photography was, you know, and I still do it, but <clears throat> it was my way of like helping people see themselves. And I didn't realize that that's what I was doing for so long. It just yeah. kind of, you know, subconsciously I just did that. Cause I feel like I, I think because I never felt seen as a child I it's kind of like you teach what you needed most type of thing. Yeah. Or you give what you needed most. And I I think subconsciously I was giving that to people. I didn't even realize what I was doing until yeah. the last few years. I've kind of like had this reckoning where I'm like, oh, that's what I was doing. That was I mean, my purpose behind it. You yeah. know? And yeah. I think
0: it's interesting that you say that because like I said, I probably started following you maybe 16 years ago. And that's pro I mean, I'm sure that's what drew everybody to your blog and your images. I mean, guys, this is pre Pinterest. <laughs> pre-Instagram, you just Google photography stuff and find it. But it was that your images had, they had feeling, they had emotion. There was something more like you could see the connection between the parents and the children. Yeah. You made the women like stand out and look beautiful. That's yeah. what I would always look at. Cause I'd be like, what does Angie Monson have her people wearing?
1: <laughs> yeah. And the well, women they, always just looked they
0: beautiful. Looked,
1: well, it's kind of part of you, being in Utah. People are very fashionable. They are they are
0: yeah, and you even exactly. you know like advise that the women go do like professional hair and makeup and so I did that when we did yeah. our pictures and I was like I feel
1: so special <laughs> like we don't do
0: that for ourselves
1: for sure it makes you feel like a goddess I like, know I had like a two-year-old it. and
0: a four-year-old at the time like doing hair and makeup was like yeah. no and so I remember like showing up at the shoot and I'm like
1: I'm so pretty
0: so yeah, yeah you just you do are, such a good you are, job
1: you are gorgeous oh my <laughs> well, goodness
0: Thank you. And you have you not know,
1: aged, like, at oh, all. Oh,
0: <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I don't think you've aged either, though. Like, I think I could go back and look at pictures of you from 16 years ago when I started following you. You look at this. Well, you probably, honestly,
1: might even look better, like, more. I think when you come mm-hmm. into your own and you're, like, finding your happiness, too, it, it just mm-hmm. kind of, like, oozes out of you. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's a mirror of how you feel.
0: When you start to feel comfortable in your own skin and who you are. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think you've definitely shown that. And yeah, that's what you do in your images in photography. I mean, I see that with your seniors, with your families, you know, the women on the retreats, when you post pictures, there was one you just posted, I think you called her gypsy goddess. And I'm like, um, those pictures are amazing. And every woman should have pictures like that.
1: (laughs) That's Joanne. And she actually started doing her own retreats after she came online. Oh, that's so and cool. She she's really incredible. So, yeah. That's amazing. Um,
0: and then your next, again, pivot, but it's funny because it's not like you're changing. You just kind of add more. You yeah. just is um, now you're a working. You're a relationship coach, which yeah. is awesome. So I kind of want to start there because I was looking through some of your posts and I love that you use the term conscious relationships Mm -hmm. and what is a conscious relationship? First of all, the word conscious is like one of my new like buzzwords. Like I realize we are unconscious. Like we don't know where we just, we're unconscious through life or, and even like, this is everything for me seems to come back to ADHD because I realize because I have a like bees in my brain and I'm always chasing the squirrel I might be awake, but like, I don't actually, I really do have to stop to be conscious and drop into myself because otherwise I can just like, you know, let my brain follow the squirrels around the room. Yeah. So that is like such a great way to put it. And then the conscious relationship is awesome because the thing that struck me, and we talked about this just a little bit before, but I want you to kind of go a little more into it, that one of the most important things is to have a conscious relationship with yourself. And yes. that's the key to good relationships with other people. Yes.
1: So, so I yeah. just, yeah. Our, our relationship with ourselves literally affects every relationship around us, how we treat ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, um, how compassionate we can be with ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've really struggled with romantic relationships ever since my divorce. And I didn't really know why. And so I started to just become more conscious. Like that's that was the road for me that woke me up. I didn't realize how um, unconscious I was living and just in general in life. You know, I I was, I call it the robot life. You know what I mean? Where Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like going through life and not really paying attention to what or why, or, you know, how you show up. Like a lot of people just say like, I'm just the way I am because this is who I am. Like whatever, you know, they don't realize like that all comes from your childhood, how you were raised, how you were loved, how you were spoken to. And so I think a lot of times in our 40s or 30s, you know, we start to wake up mm-hmm. our, you know, and it like life shakes us. Something happens to us. You know, you could go through yeah. a divorce, you could lose, you know, lose someone in your life to death, you know, or, or hormone imbalance, you know, whatever it could be. It just will wake you up. And then you're like, oh my God, like I am, I, I had no clue that I was doing this because of this, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think my goal now is to just raise the conscious level of whoever is around me like help help them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's not like I'm a guru or I have it all figured out or anything. I am still learning. I am still on the path with people around me, right? But even if you're two steps ahead of someone, you could grab their hand and walk them through it and help them. And this is what you're doing as well, right? And yeah. so for um, for a long time, I was just was like, what is a conscious relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've really just been learning, like you really have to tune in with yourself and like get really clear on why you do things and, you know, be able to speak to yourself kindly, be able to, and and to give that to others. So everything is a mirror, you know? I don't know. I think because I was struggling so much with romantic relationships, the people I was calling in, you know, were super passive you know, weren't showing up for me. I was accepting breadcrumbs, all kinds of yeah. stuff, right? And it, and it just made me start learning to like raise my bar of like, no, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. Why am I inviting these people in? And it's all because of my past, right? The way I was raised. I had two mm-hmm. parents that were pretty neglectful and, and, I, and didn't really show me a good model of love. And so I had to learn to reparent myself so that I could be a better parent to my own children and so that I could break that generational trauma. Right.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and I think I had to learn what love wasn't before I could learn what love was, you know Ooh. what I mean?
0: Yeah. That yeah. is interesting. Yeah. I think that's, and I think that's like, it's got me thinking <laughs> cause I think that's so true for so many people. Like what they're, what they're accepting as love is not love.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it because is it's definitely what's been
1: modeled It's yeah. familiar. So we go to what's familiar you know yeah
0: And I have to say I in my just I'm at I'm of an age where a lot of my friends are divorced. I'm my husband and I just keep going we're good right? okay', <laughs> it's, okay, just okay. Like, it's just like every other week there's like another divorce. And what I have found yeah. is a, most of the women unless they like pause, take a beat, and really, do like get to know themselves. They move on to the exact same, like just a different version of the same guy.
1: Yeah, hundred like, percent.
0: Like I literally am like, are you kidding me? Like yeah. I, I know this person. You just left this person. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, you're what are you? In the same person. Maybe you do a little bit better. I mm-hmm. think either people call in the same person, or they do completely opposite. The exact
0: opposite. And you which... have to
1: remember that, like, you were attracted to that person for a reason. There are some good things there. Mm-hmm. But like you for me, it's like I'm trying to call in a healthier like relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's actually really difficult because if you're not healthy, you're not gonna be able to call in that no. vibrate If you're not vibrating, it's like we call in a certain vibration. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even with yeah. friendships. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. Like when you level up your life, you will call in different people. Yeah. And so like, I actually have been looking back at it. So, you know, I got divorced almost eight years ago and, you know, I have a lot of the same friends, but some of my friends group has changed. And my, my closest group of girlfriends, we call ourselves the golden girls and I'm Betty White, obviously. Of course.
0: (laughs) Actually, I totally see that.
1: It's like, we all have like gone through so much together, but now it's like, we have helped each other level up our our lives because we are honest with each other. And I never Mm -hmm. had a group of friends who would just call each other out and be like, Hey, no, 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 that's your story. Like, stop acting like that. You know, you're a queen, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, Mm -hmm. they have helped me. I think that I would have been in a really toxic relationship if it wasn't for them because they called me out. I think that's
0: another like plug for like bringing, having good
1: people around you that like will call you out and support Uh you and because it's a form of love when we speak the truth but a lot Mm -hmm. of people are afraid of the truth because if you if you look at the truth you actually have to look at yourself yeah i mean i've spent my whole life running from myself you know and so it's really not that scary once you face yourself but i think we think it's this big deal you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's actually really beautiful to like yeah. sit with yourself, look at your shadows and love them deeply because no one else is going to love your shadows if you can't love them. Yeah. You know? And so and there's a lot of shadow work that happens and that I'm going to be speaking to on this relationship stuff because I think that's where the fruit is. That's where you grow. Because yeah. our, our easy part, our, our good parts of us are so easy to love, right? But the we think that our shadows are so hard to love, but they're actually mm-hmm. not they're not because like I see people's shadows and I'm like, Oh, I love you even more because it makes me feel less alone in my struggle. Your shadow is not a weakness. You know what I mean? It's just part of you. And that's the unconditional love, you know, that we can give to people.
0: And I think that's really interesting that you say that because I found that to be very true. Like somebody could you definitely like in in treatment and therapy, like people were really sharing like just these things that they didn't want to share, they didn't want to share, and then finally they'd share it, and you'd just be like, Oh my gosh, I love you so much, you're amazing. I can't believe what you've gone through. Mm-hmm. And yet each one of us would be like, Oh, but I but not me. You yeah. know, we were so yeah. willing to open up and love. And the more vulnerable somebody was, the more you felt this connection and love for them. Yeah. And yet we don't give that to ourselves, which totally. I think is really interesting. And that's
1: the thing you have to learn. And that's what I want to be speaking to. And it's like such a big deal on my retreats. It's like we have a rule like, do not speak bad about yourself. Do you know how many women just like it's so normal to just tear ourselves down, right? Mm-hmm. And it's actually abnormal to speak kindly of yourself.
0: Yeah. You know? When and somebody so, looks in the mirror and goes, Ooh, you I look amazing. You like oh, we yeah.
1: laugh. Oh, totally. You we laugh. Yeah. We're like, Oh, but, you're so or funny. It's, or it's looked at as arrogant, which mm-hmm. you know, like I think there is arrogance. Right. But there's also just self-compassion and like, I love who I am and that's okay. It's different. Like they're not the same thing. Um, Mm. so like on my trips, I just want, I always want, I just want women to see themselves how we see each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how I see you, I want you to see yourself that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we have a rule like where we don't speak bad about ourselves or about others. Like we're here to like be each other's cheerleaders, lift each other up. And um, be a sisterhood, you know, and be a safe place to open up. I love that. Yeah.
0: So what are some things that you have done or that you recommend or things like that that you would, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this. What are some steps or some things that you can do to find self-compassion, self-consciousness, which sounds like (laughs) self-conscious, you know what I mean? Yeah. What are some things that you do? I know you talked about meditation, which is... So powerful. But yeah, you mentioned meditation. Um, But yeah, what are some other things like to bring that self um, compassion and to be more conscious of who you are?
1: I think when you're like, uh, you know, you're you're maybe you mess up in life, or Mm -hmm. you make a bad decision, or you keep you you can't like break a pattern or something. That's when you can really step in and just love yourself. Like, I just, I always tell people like, I want you to speak to yourself, like you're speaking to the five-year-old version of yourself. And so I do visualizations and whenever I'm, cause I can be pretty hard on myself. I expect a lot out of myself. Mm-hmm. I have my whole life. I'm an achiever. I like to achieve. And so I'll speak to myself whenever I'm getting really hard on myself, I speak to myself like it was my best friend. And I do it during my meditation practice because when I'm feeling down on myself or getting really you know, just like, I can't believe you did that again or whatever thoughts that are coming through my head. I'll sit with myself. I put my hands on my heart and I just close my eyes and I'll visualize me as a little girl. And how would I speak to her? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be tearing her apart. I'm going to be like, you did your best. You know, you're showing up like high five, you know, you got this. It's okay. And just loving that part of yourself. Cause I think that's, what's crying out. A lot of the time is that little inner child. Like we're all just pretending to be adults. Like really, <laughs> absolutely, really we're just little kids just trying <laughs> to get through life. And like you have to speak to that inner child. That is the best way to love yourself is to treat yourself like that pure, innocent inner child that you are. You know?
0: Yeah, I love that. So. That yeah, that kind of yeah. got me. I'm like,
1: oh, because yeah, I was always.
0: I should not be embarrassed by something that four or five-year-old me did, but I still am. And so, yeah, like I'm realizing that like, but if that was like, if little me was my child, which now I have two daughters and they both like show definite, oh, they're my daughters. Like they definitely show things that are like me. I would never be like, yep, you did. You blew it. You are a failure. Why would you do that? That's so embarrassing. Yeah. I
1: wouldn't you would, say that. You would hold. You would embrace them. You would arms yeah. around them. You yeah. Know, and anytime they start
0: to feel like you know a little ashamed or embarrassed, I just am like, no, it's amazing. Shine. Like, keep doing yeah. your thing. Like, exactly. I, I have one daughter who's very. She loves to talk and and you know be everywhere and talk to everyone and and now she's eleven and she's like. Oh, maybe I shouldn't, should I be quiet or do I need to? And I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone loves oh, that you go oh, out and talk to them yeah. and love them. And so,
1: but well, it's the things true. I think as parents, and it, if you've never read the book, Conscious Parenting by Dr. Shafali, I highly recommend it. That changed my parenting. And I think that love is not control. And I think mm-hmm. that we've been taught to control our children and mold them into the people that we think they should be. It's Mm -hmm. not our choice. They are autonomous beings. They're going to choose for themselves. And all we're there for is to just love and support them. Just love and support. That's it. Safe place, love and support. You make bad decisions, it's your life. How are you going to show up and fix that? I'm not going to save you. You know what I mean? So now when my kids come to me with problems, I I always ask the question, how are you going to solve that? That seems hard. What are you going to do? And put Mm. it back on their plate so that they are critically thinking and, and, you know, they are choosing their future. I'm not choosing it for them.
0: Yeah. I like that. Anyway,
1: that is one of the best books I've ever read. So I highly recommend it. But it's also just like parenting is selfish in a way of like, I'm going to make these children and they're going to turn out how I want them to. And then if they don't, then I'm going to beat myself up over it. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? No, no, I no, either. no. That is not what it's about. Like you brought a child into the world and and they are your teacher. You're not their teacher.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
1: bringing up all the shit, the stuff, the stuff. <laughs> it's fine. The stuff that they have, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, kids come into the world pure. They come into the world, you know, where they just love and they're present and they're kind and all these things. And adults are the ones that you know, and maybe other kids too, but, um, we tend, we tend to like try to, you know, we're yelling at them or you need to do this, you need to do that. And then that, that part of them goes away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they are teaching us how to be present, how to be kind, how to, it's a reminder. They're reminding us how to be our inner child. And we're telling them, you need to be perfect. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to be an adult. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 that that's not what I'm here for.
0: Yeah. We're either telling them they need to be another version of you or yes, I think in a lot of cases I'll make you what I didn't get to be. I'll, I will, I will like, yeah. So I think there's a lot of that and it's, you know, I think it's so true. And I feel like it's either how we were raised or even just what we, what we think parenthood's going to be, because Like, uh, yeah, you're telling me this, you know, Conscious Parenthood book, which sounds amazing because almost all the parenthood books I read, it was basically like, and really, honestly, most books you read are like up to like elementary school age. They don't give you, there's no manual for like (laughs) these teenage kids. There's nothing there's, it's just like, but you basically get this impression that like if you do these things when they're little... Mm-hmm. By the time they're teens, they'll just like run them. You know, it's basically like you put the programming in, and then they just do everything you want them to do, no. which is not true.
1: No, <laughs> no. So. you still have to have boundaries. You still have to have rules. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that like you do whatever you want, but you kind of you got to teach them how to lead themselves. You know, what I mean? yeah. you trust trust themselves, and um, I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, I I trust you fully. Like, I trust you. And that gives them, do you know how good that probably feels to hear? Like, Yeah. Like imagine a friend or a boyfriend or a husband or I trust you fully. That feels so good, right? Instead of just assuming that they're going to screw up or, or break your trust, like I give them all my trust. I give them all my love. And that will never change. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think my kids have taught me a lot. And I think that they're always still teaching me. And yeah. I think if you can view it that way, it's actually kind of a cool feeling. I don't need to live vicariously through you, like you're teaching me. And I
0: definitely can see that coming from like, you know, really learning to love and take care of your inner child. Mm -hmm. And then when you see them as children, you're just like, oh, be children. Do do the things, learn what you're supposed to learn right now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I like that. I think that's really great. And I think, like you said before, with the relationships, once you... Kind of become more conscious of who you are than you do bring in relationships that are Mm -hmm. will raise you up. Or I think the other one that I think is a good lesson to learn, I think for a lot of people, is that maybe for a period of time, you don't need someone. Like we all need people and friends in the village. But like I've just, you know, again, seen it where it's just like one relationship to and on to the next because you're constantly trying to just fill a hole instead of like taking the time to just be alone.
1: Yes. And, and learn it's who you your, are. Yeah. And like, what do you like? What do you not like? Who are mm-hmm. you? And like at your core, because so many people, I love asking the question, who are you? Mm-hmm. And people will write, I'm a mom. I'm a lawyer. I'm a this. And I'm like, that's not who you are. Those are things you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to sit with yourself and really figure out who you are. I mean, I just kind of boil it down to like all the years of like getting to know myself is like, I am love and I am light. Like, that's who I am. Like, I know that's that's my soul. Like, because I've gotten to know her, you yeah. know, I mean? like on a very deep level. And I still have room to get to know her even more. And yeah. that's the journey of life. It's not, I don't know, I think that we all want like, and I want the million dollars and I want the house and I want that. That's all that doesn't even matter. Like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I like, think you're ultimately, absolutely right. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. And that's what we're chasing instead of like taking the opportunity to really get to know ourselves better and and therefore creating relationships that feel good because you are only as happy as your relationships are do you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and so if you have healthy happy relationships you will thrive better in life and you will get the success you will get the house you will get the money you will get all the things because that is your vibration that you're living at you know what i mean
0: so Yeah. yeah i really like that Um, which what you just said brought me to something else that I read from you where you talked about being love. And Mm -hmm. I love that. And I guess I just want you to unpack that a little more. Like what does it mean when you are love
1: and being love? I I think just boil it down really easy is um, whenever I go out in the world, I just think of that, like I'm going to be love today. Mm -hmm. And that can just be speaking to the person at the grocery store and giving them a little love. You know what I mean? Yeah. Walking on a hike and saying hi to every person that walks by me and giving them a genuine smile. Like you don't know how you can change or impact someone's day just by being loving. And I have a couple of friends that I could just say that like they are love. They're mm-hmm. smiling big. They're giving out love. Like with n- they're never expecting anything back. They just want to love good. They want to love people. They're so full of love, because when you love yourself, you fill that cup up, right? And then it's overflowing and you feel like you have so much to give to people. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so I think that that's it. Like, I want to be love. I always want to have a loving impact. Even, even at my worst enemy, it's like, still can love them, you know? And because you know that they're probably going through some struggle or some, I don't know, I just, I'm super empathic too, so... (laughs) you know, yes. like there, are, there are a few people in my life that I could really hate because of what they've done to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to carry that hatred with me. I'm like, I have no ill will really toward yeah. anyone. Um, there's people I do. I definitely won't give my energy to anymore. You know, yeah, they don't deserve my energy, but like, I can still send them love and hope that they heal one day, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think, think what you just hit on is probably, is, is, I think a lot of people think to love someone, they also have to give them their energy. Um, I don't yeah. think that they realize that you can just feel, have a feeling, and it's and and it's really even it's really for you. I mean, there's all these studies about how if you just think loving thoughts about you know plants or whatever, they grow better. But also, like if somebody is a terrible, horrible person but you can still think, you know, still love them, it's not like it jumps out of your body and lands on them and then they get this energy and this gift from you that's taken out of you. No, It's just for you. You're, Mm -hmm. you know, basically healing a canker in your soul instead of healing, you know, they have to do their own healing. (laughs) Yeah. You don't need to feel it because just because they are. Um, I like that. I think that's really good. Um, And I think that goes along with Having those good relationships, if you can be love, then you also can. Ex- like when people, if there are people that come into your life that maybe take that energy, you can thank them and send them on their
1: way. Exactly. <laughs> thank them for being here. Yes, you do have to love yourself first. I mean, that is the that is the number one thing, and I think that the biggest thing I've learned in the last seven years um, is that whatever I want from someone else, I have to give to myself first, Mm -hmm. 100%. If I want love, I have to be love. If I want money, I have to be able to learn how to make my own money. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I want someone else to bring that into a relationship. If I, um, if I want compassion, I have to be compassionate, like, right. So it's, everything is a mirror, whatever Mm -hmm. you want from someone else, validation, love, um, compliments, give it to yourself. Yeah. Like you have to learn how to give it to yourself. And, and uh, like what I was speaking to earlier is that it keeps raising your, your bar, right? And then you call in different people. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can think about the guys I dated right out of my divorce. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I ever let them into my life? And how did I ever let that behavior, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, slide? It's because I wasn't in love with myself yet. I was, I was looking to fill a void. Yeah. You know, I was, I I was going through a lot of stuff and I just wanted someone to make me feel better and I needed to make me feel better. Yeah.
0: And I do think that that's very common, um, with divorce, especially a divorce from a marriage that has been yours was 16 years,
1: 16 years, you know,
0: like people that aren't married that long. So they haven't like really, you know, totally built this life together and built their life around each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's very common and I really, it's funny because I'll get like really kind of annoyed with like female stereotypes, but also it does tend to be the case where, you know, we do, and and I even think our generation, I don't see it as much happening with these upcoming generations where it was like, the men are going to provide for us, you know, we're going to be, we're going to do this and the men are going to provide for us. And so you kind of have just sort of built your life around somebody else. This is so bad. I'm always a movie quote person or a movie reference person. Mm-hmm. But and I can't even remember the movie, but it's the movie where Matt Damon is a conjoined twin. And when they separate them, they're leaning <laughs> like they can't walk straight because they're used to leaning on each other. I can't remember. Yeah, that movie. I don't know what movie this is. It's a I think it's a Cohen Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to look it up. But I that's what I think of is like you take that relationship away and it was unhealthy, you know, like, again, if you think about the conjoined twins, like the reason they had to separate them is, you know, they couldn't share all the parts and everything. So it wasn't healthy, but then you still don't know how to walk straight. You're still kind of leaning. And so you look for anyone to hold you upright. And I think that that tends to be what, what happens right out of a divorce in a lot of cases
1: with the men and the women. For sure. It's kind of like you lost your foundation. Mm -hmm. And my therapist always said it so well. She's like, your house literally fell down. Like it was mm-hmm. burnt to the ground and we're going to build our own foundation first. And then we're going to, you know, build from there. And we're putting your life back together, right? Like how you want it. I mean, it is an opportunity in a lot of ways, Yeah. but you know, at first like a lot of people don't look at that and then they see the silver linings that come with it. And I talk to so many divorced people and they, they always agree is like that first year or two is just, I mean, it's just a ter- terrible, terrible Mm-hmm. reckoning, right? It's just hard. And then after that, you're like, oh, like there are silver linings sis. I mean, I did have a three-year relationship that was really beautiful and it didn't mm-hmm. work out, but that was, I actually got to receive for the first time in my life. I learned how to receive love from someone and yeah. um, I never had that. And I'm That's- so glad I have that building block but now I have a an idea of healthier love because I've experienced it. And you know, and I, I really feel like I'm capable of so much more now. But if I didn't have that experience, I don't know where I would have been, like who mm-hmm. I would be calling in now. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So true.
1: I do think that it's like just rebuilding your life. There's opportunity in that and you can choose to be the victim or the victor. And I always choose to be the victor. Of course, I feel sorry for myself sometimes because life is hard. <laughs> Yes. And that's normal. <laughs> Self-pity is normal. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to sit in it too long because, you know, it just really doesn't serve you at all. Yeah.
0: Um, I always think, you know, yeah, you get to feel those emotions. It's just like, is that where you're going to build your house? That's, or... yeah. You don't want to stay in that. <laughs> or, or you're yeah. just going to pass through that forest for a little while and then move mm-hmm. on. Yes. Um, but I like that you said to build a foundation because I think the other thing that happens is people are trying to, like, build the walls or even the ceiling first. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you you can't, you You got to start with the nitty gritty, Mm -hmm. not pretty things that most people don't even see foundation.
1: Yeah. You (laughs) just got to let yourself be at ground zero. And Mm -hmm. it's hard. I I definitely did not like that. And I feel like even getting sick this last few months, it's like all the stuff I've been running from, from the last seven years all came to me at once. It was like dark night of the soul. It was really hard it really affected my no- mental health and but now that I'm coming out of it I'm like it served me like there was something there I knew it was teaching me a lesson because I've been through enough hard things that every time something hard happens now I just ask myself what is this teaching me instead yeah. of being like why is this happening to me why me yeah Sorry for myself you know and that's what I was raised with my mom my mother is still <laughs> an extreme victim to all her circumstances and. I always just remember being a little kid and being like I'm not going to be like that. I'm not yeah. going to be a victim to my circumstances. So yeah, it's it's definitely taught me resilience, but it it really made me face all my shadows, of being sick and <clears throat> and my stories, my stories that were so subconscious and strong. I I've literally laid in bed for 3 months yeah you know, and i had to look at all my stories and so i got a journal out and i just started writing down every story that was coming out of my head and it's really powerful to see it on paper and i can't remember is it katie byron byron katie byron katie um but she has this whole thing about how you can face your stories and rewrite them right mm-hmm um, but I would just sit with my stories in bed and I'd write them down and I'd be like, okay, well, that's actually not the truth. And I would face them and like fight them basically. Yeah. And it's like, it's gave me so much mental strength of like, no, these stories are what I've been living like subconsciously living right for the last while. And I don't want those to be my stories. And so I was just sitting there rewriting my stories for the last three months. And then it was really powerful But I mean, believe me, the first month I was completely self-pity, like really, (laughs) like I feel like I had a mental breakdown because I was burning the candle at both ends for so long and then I moved and my body just shut down, you know, it was like, we're done. We're not doing this.
0: That's kind of what I was, yeah, I'm kind of wanting you you to speak to a little bit because yeah, you did kind of just, you know, put out that you were sick, but you've probably been suffering in silence for a while, or at least yeah. from like, you know, the public, I'm sure some people in your life knew, but there was one thing that you'd said on social media about how you, like, you finally had to admit that you needed to stop and that you needed yeah. help and that, that, I needed you,
1: support.
0: that you needed support. And I think that yeah. was a big one. Cause I think not only we all do that, but I think definitely like a, an achiever, like you, is going to be like, but I got this. If I just keep yeah. pushing through, if I just keep looking strong, I'll be strong. Uh-huh. Um, instead of just finally stopping and going, I need help, I need support yeah. and I need to I need to stop. Um, yeah, I was I was very I, I thought that was something that I'm sure was very challenging for you because oh you've been so
1: challenging. <laughs> I feel like it was one of the hardest things I ever did was just ask for support from people. <clears throat> and it's gonna make me emotional. Um, the love that came in was so beautiful. I was just like, "This is what I've needed,"
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I've been so afraid to ask for it, you know? Yeah. But is it, it was exactly what I needed to do, and it took a lot of courage, a lot. And, I'm uh, sure. Because I've been I've been doing this alone for so long that. You know, you get used to it, but at the same time, like, we're not meant to do it alone. We're not meant to. No.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I was, I was very impressed by that. And what I, what comes to mind when you say that for me, at least as, you know, like I said, kind of a, a fangirl for 16 years, you've given, you've given so much. Like, I think yeah. you were, you know, and even, you know, especially I'd say when you were just in a give, give, give mode before you kind of learned to take, you know, take some power back and, and yeah. But you've given so much to so many people that when you asked, I think everyone was like, uh, yeah, if we'd known she needed it, we would have given more, you know, or totally. we would have given it earlier. Yeah. And I, I think that's, you know, probably the biggest thing is, you know, all the people that you've just given so much to that you probably never even met. That's the other thing. I know, you Kind and- of being a, a, like, really, you're very well known in the photography world, or at least... The photography world that I know about.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) The women, you know, whatever we are, but you know, you've been in, I'm trying to think, I've seen you in Click Magazine. I've seen you, you know, you've been a lot of places. So you've given a lot just as far as like education,
1: inspiration,
0: things like that. But then you've continued to give as, you know, advice and as a coach and just showing who you are. So to ask, were like, oh, please, we wanted yeah. to give back. How can we give back? But I definitely, that would be because vulnerability as much oh, as it's, yeah, as much as it's like, it's so interesting because it is what leads to connection, it to is. friendships, to freedom, but nobody wants it. Everybody hates but,
1: it. I know. And I, I think it was a good step for me because I'm like, I want to be, I want to have the courage and to be vulnerable and to teach others to do that. So I have to make that big step right now. I knew I needed to do it. Mm -hmm. And then when I did it, I mean, I got so many messages that were so sweet. And I was like, oh, like it inspired other people, you know? Mm -hmm. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that's the other thing. When people see somebody that they think is just so strong, show vulnerability, that's also them being so strong. Then you start to go, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Like
0: if vulnerability is strength, then I can probably do this too. Yes. And, and so I think that was very, but I mean, yeah, no question. That would be very hard to ask for support, but, totally. but yeah, I think you definitely got it. Hopefully. Yes, Hopefully. I,
1: did. I mean, I was able to like go to Mexico and get stem cells and, you know, like I've had a big turnaround, even in the last week, I'm starting to feel quite a bit better. So, um, you know, our bodies are such a mystery, but it's also like so interconnected. And that's what I, like the messages I kept getting is like, there was the emotional and the physical pain that were Mm -hmm. so connected, you know?
0: Yeah. So So you pretty much had, like you said, three months, kind of just a pretty much full shutdown, like your body just decided that it was about done. Uh Uh-huh. that pretty much. I, mean, I know was that...
1: like definitely two months of like, literally I had someone taking care of me for a couple of weeks where I, I couldn't mm-hmm. even make my own food. I couldn't, could barely get up to walk to the bathroom. There were days that I could barely walk barely. Oh I mean, I was wheelchaired into my first appointment in Mexico, like Oh wow. stream stomach pain. I, my first, I was at a photo shoot and I was like, my stomach's in so much pain. And I, I, I just pushed through. I was I told her, I was like, I do not feel good. I probably need to be in the ER right now. But they had come from Idaho to get their photos oh. taken. So I'm like, I'm just going to push through. Mm-hmm. And if you see on my Instagram, there are the pictures of these cute ballerina sisters okay. that at the photo shoot. And the mom was so sweet. But I was like holding my stomach the whole time. I had to like sit down. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to puke. And that that was like three months ago, maybe a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And um, my body just was sending me messages. And I was ignoring them because, you know, I have been... I've had autoimmune stuff for like the last five or six years, but I think a lot of it comes from stress and me like trying to do it all. And, and the one message I got in this last three months is like, you need, life can be easy. You're choosing the chaos. You're choosing the hard, mm-hmm. like life can be easy. You have to choose it. You have to choose the peace. You have to choose like just the, the rest. You need to rest. You need to choose yourself instead of, you know, doing all the things and saying yes to everyone in, and my energy is my most precious commodity. And I've really just like, I've like shut so many people out in this last three months. I'm like, my, my closest people get my energy and that is it. Like I'm done yeah. with just giving it out constantly. Um, and I think when you're a seven, I'm a seven Enneagram and you're fun and you're light and you're dancing around and being silly. Everybody wants your energy and I've yeah. had to learn how to protect it. With my yeah. life, you
0: know? Yeah, so. it's true. And for people, I'm the person that's like, I love my sevens because <laughs> yeah. it's so fun. Because <laughs> I want to be fun and kooky, but I need someone else to lead the way. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're doing it. I'm on the floor. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. I think so. You were saying, yeah, you've kind of just decided to s- protect your energy. Guess, yeah, what, what are some other things you've done to kind of help your Physical health and help your mental health in the last three months as you've dealt with this because I mean, mental health and physical health are oh so intertwined. Yes, um, and especially like if you can get sick for a little while and move on, but if it's a chronic illness and it, yeah. it literally is, you grieve. There's yeah. a loss. Like There's... you can no longer do what you used to do, and you were go it's, go go go. It
1: is it is the grief because I can't mountain bike now. I can't I can't do a lot of the things I want to do, but I will say. One of the biggest parts is getting my nervous system to calm down because I had extreme anxiety during this time because I'm like, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I take care of my kids? I can't even go to the grocery store. I was having panic attacks like and a lot of it's for hormone imbalance, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyways, but what I kept getting the message is just to get in my own body. And so being in nature as much as possible every day, I try to put my feet on the ground, out in the grass, like touching dirt. Yes. At least 10 minutes a day. Sunlight, you know, just vitamin D. I will lay on my back deck and just let the sun, I don't wear sunscreen. I just let, we need the vitamin D. I know. I've stopped wearing sunscreen, like for my morning walks. And mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, it's, you're, you, you know, maybe it. some dermatologist like, might say something, but I sleep better. Like yeah. there's so many things that are better about that. Like 20 minutes, 30 minutes outside yes. in the sun without sunscreen. Yes.
1: We actually need that. And, um, eating really healthy has helped my mental health for sure. And turning my phone on do not disturb. I almost have it on do not disturb almost all the time now, because I have people texting, calling, I mean, spam message. I mean, it's just constant anxiety, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So I'm just taking my power back. Like, no, I will visit my phone when I feel like it. Yeah. When I'm ready.
0: (laughs) It's, you know what I mean? Having
1: a better relationship with all these things pulling at us. Sorry, my mouth is like cotton milk.
0: No, you're totally fine. It's so interesting because we really have like allowed these little devices to like tell us how to live our lives. I
1: know. And they're tracking us and they're like, it's, it's really, it's just so much um, chaos coming in. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have to be the ones that take control over it. It doesn't, it has control over us because we're allowing it. You yeah. I mean? And so, Yeah. To get, to go back to that is, is really just getting back to basics of like, I, my sleep is everything right now. I'm in bed by 10 PM. I have a nightly routine. I have a morning routine. I am literally babying myself right now. Like Mm -hmm. we're going to eat healthy. We're going to go to bed. We're going to lay down whenever we feel like it. The work will happen when it happens. And, you know, I haven't really been shooting. I've had a couple of sessions, but, um, I've really had to just get back to basics. And I think that's what our mental health needs is like the healthy food, lots of water, vitamin D, like always go back to that, you know? So whenever I'm struggling or burned out, I just know that that's my recipe. I have to get back to basics, you know? Yeah.
0: And I think that's the thing um, maybe other people don't know photography is physical. It is. It's very physical. (laughs) You, you have to physically be there first of all to take the pictures. And then, yeah, depending on what kind of images you want, you don't just, you're not a tripod.
1: (laughs) No, you are bringing all your energy, all your, your A game. Like I was starting to get really a lot of anxiety before sessions because people expect a lot out of their photos, right? Mm -hmm. Like they want this perfect, storytelling session and they're paying a lot of money and they're buying all the clothes. And I feel that pressure. And I also Mm -hmm. think I was putting pressure on myself too, but you have to bring your best energy. And it's usually at sunset time when I'm done for the day. (laughs) Yes, Like I want to be in my bed, but I'm out (laughs) shooting. And I'm like, this is a huge reason why I want to start shifting my business is that like, I'm shooting a lot on nights and weekends and Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, I want to be able to work when. I want to, I want that freedom of like, I can work whenever I want, you know what yeah. I mean? And we're kind of, as photographers, we're trying to shoot, you know, when the light is ideal. So yeah, Yeah, that's kind of a, a huge reason why I want to start the relationship coaching is I can be in more control of my time. And I also just want to help people, you know, I want, yeah, I want people to really see their light and, and realize how powerful they are, you know, we're, mm-hmm. You know, most people you come in contact with, it's like I, every time at a retreat, I ask the question who here can raise their hand and say, I love myself? I completely love myself. Nobody ever raises their hand.
0: I was going to say, does anyone raise their hand? It's very yeah. rare.
1: It's very rare. And I can say, I love myself. Like, I can have my hand up because That's I have awesome. been through so many hard things that, like, I have still continued to show up and still love myself. And I do have that confidence. I, I truly can say that, like I love myself. I'm yeah, not perfect at it, awesome. but I love myself. That's I love amazing. who I am. I, I genuinely love who I am and what I bring to the table. You that's know? That's
0: amazing, I so, love
1: that. Like I think I wanna give people that.
0: I was gonna say, that's, I think that's a gift that like if everyone could get that. And I think the other thing, it was interesting when you said that because I thought, I, I wonder if there's even people, if there are people that do love themselves, but they don't dare raise their hands.
1: Yes. I, I like, think there's
0: even a piece of that where they're yeah. like, if I raise my hand, are people
1: going to be like, what's wrong with you? But that's <laughs> like, where we need to change the messaging. That's not, exactly that normal. Yeah. And that, and women, we've just been taught to just belittle ourselves and, and mm-hmm. tear ourselves apart and know, I have cellulite and I'm not a size two. Who cares? Who cares? I know. It is your body, is just the flesh that's carrying your soul. What mm-hmm. is your soul like? Who is your heart like? how is your heart? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, and, that's what the messaging we actually need. Like, are you yeah. in, do you live in integrity? Do you treat people kind? Do you know what I mean? That to me is like everything. And, mm-hmm. but it takes years of like going through all the, the superficial stuff that doesn't matter, you know, and then realizing like, Oh, that's what my life is not about. But yeah. someone could tell you that when you're 25 and you're just like, whatever I don't and Until you actually go through the lessons and integrate the stuff you learn into your body, you will never be able to really get it or understand it. Does that make sense? You have to be ready for it.
0: Yeah. You know what that's, I
1: mean?
0: That's powerful. That's so yeah. true.
1: Because you can listen to all the podcasts in the world and read books. And until you actually embody it, it's in your mm-hmm. body, you're living it, it's not going to make a difference. Like people are consumers of all these things. Oh, it's self-help, yeah. Self help, and it's addictive you know? Mm-hmm. And it's actually when I gave up on working on myself, I actually started to embody it. That was the funny thing. When I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not reading self-help anymore. I'm not listening to I. It's too much because I started to get so hard on myself. And I started, I started to just be so like soft and gentle with myself instead. And that was when I started to feel it in my body, mm-hmm. all of it. It all came to me. It See, all I
0: love that because- into- I feel the same way. Like, I feel like I have all the knowledge in my head, but like integration, like, Mm -hmm. um, one of my therapists said, well, you just need to take what's from your head and send it, like put it in an elevator and send it down to your heart. Like, and that's kind of like the meditations. Cause she's like, you answer all the questions, but you don't do any of it. And I'm like, why yeah,
1: like you can know how the is it? You yeah how is it
0: that I can like say all the things and like answer all the questions and I'm like, oh well, yes, according to Byron Katie.
1: yeah <laughs> like, I know. but I, yeah, I guess we cannot intellectualize it. We're intellectualizing it. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is feel it and be, and we need to be in our heart. So when I say get into your body, it's getting into your heart. Yeah. Our souls know we have a knowing. We just don't tap into it. We listen to everyone else in the world. We listen to our church leaders. We listen to our parents. We listen to everybody else but our heart. And Mm -hmm. that's where the work is. It's right there. It's already, it's always been there. We just don't tap into it. We haven't been taught that. You know what I mean? I think you're, yeah, you're you're right. right. Well,
0: and and I think we have been, I think the words are there and we have been taught that, but there's no like time in school where it's like, okay, Now's the time where we're gonna lie down and feel our hearts.
1: <laughs> there's yeah, no, like, I know, They're like how's your heart today. I like, there's sick.
0: like, I know that would be a great one. Like, there's yeah. no moment even like at church where they say, okay, let's just sit here and like breathe and feel our souls and our spirits. Yeah, we're taught how to do it, and I think we hear words like that, but we don't practice it. Right, and I think that's again where like a meditation practice, you know, even like I, I remember. So I'm a Pilates instructor now. I also teach yoga, but that. The idea that physically you work, when we teach Pilates, the first things that we teach people is to work from the center and you work from the center to the outside. That's physically, but it's the same idea. And as you connect to that inside and the middle and the core, you Mm -hmm. also connect your spirit, middle and core, and then it works its way outside. Like we don't, you know, we'll very easily quickly start just working center, Mm -hmm. even like down to breath. Like we'll start teaching people. We just breathe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Just get in your body. Breath work is actually a really good um, tool as well.
0: Yeah, I, um, I think breath—it's such an interesting thing because it's powerful. It's like they're our first act of life, and it's so interesting how much it comes up with. Like everybody I talk to, they're like, "When I finally figured this out, it was when I learned how to breathe." Yeah. When I finally connected to this, it was when I learned how to breathe, and so breath work is powerful. Even, you know, I do think if you do have a hard time figuring out how to get into your middle, you know, then yeah, meditation, breath work, even some sort of a movement practice that focus on focuses on that inner feeling
1: like yoga help. yoga like, just helps you get in your body. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like yoga. It's interesting how your body knows what it, it will tell you what it needs. Cause there was years where I just kept thinking. I just need to do yoga. I just need to do, I'm like, why do I think I need to do yoga?
1: <laughs> but it just kept coming to you. The message kept
0: coming. The message just kept coming. Yeah. Like, this is what you need to do. And it, what was interesting is where I felt the most connection and power was Shavasana. Oh yeah.
1: Like, Cause I'd go, quiet with yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd go through a whole class just for Shavasana. I'd just be like, okay, hey, when, come on, where is it? When is it? And I'm sure everybody yeah. else is like, I can't lie still. And I was just like, this is where I get to feel supported and breathing. And mm. And I do realize that the more you learn about, your nervous system and the trauma response that's lying down and all of your body is all supported by the earth and Mm your breathing and it's all, yeah, it's all connected. So I think this is, I I love how like your journey is like, you know, photography, travel, relationship, coaching, but it's, it's, again, it's all connected. Like you Mm -hmm. were showing people who they were and then it moves to travel and helping them to get out of themselves and teaching them self love. And now you're just, teaching self-love because that's how you have a happy relationship. I yeah. think that's
1: And it's been my journey. It's, it's been my journey. So it's like I want to share that with others, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been my path, and I know so many women who are on the same path in their 40s, and men too, you know? And I don't know. I just think that there are people in this world that, like, if, you, if you're crazy enough to believe you can change the world, you can. And yeah. even if that's just one person – you know what I mean? Amen. It has a ripple effect. That's the mm-hmm. thing. It's like I know that I'm breaking generational trauma in my family. So my kids have a better shot at loving in a, at a healthy manner, right? A better mm-hmm. way. And so that they can show their kids if they have children or even just give love to people around them. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. so much suffering in this world because of relational issues. Yes. So much suffering. If you sit in a coffee shop, and I used to work in coffee shops all the time pre-pandemic and would listen to people's conversations and just eavesdrop. And it was always relational. My boyfriend, this, my my friend, oh my gosh, she's the worst. You know what I mean? And my instead mom, of my actually mother-in-law. talking yeah. to the person that they have an issue with, they're talking to everyone else about it. And it was kind of an aha moment where I'm like, the suffering that is coming is because we aren't being loved properly.
0: Mm-hmm. You're so or right. If you
1: learn how to love properly, why wouldn't you share that? Why wouldn't you give that gift to others, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I love that you are giving that gift to others cuz I you're you're reaching a lot. Yeah, you're reaching more than one person. I think definitely yeah, with I your hope message. So. I, hope I can't so. tell you how many of you're like either like reels or stories or whatever i'd be like screenshot or saved because i'm like oh that's a good one oh that's a good one <laughs> even you know? when you were in mexico you did like a on your story you did like a list of the things that you were doing to work towards yeah. your healing and i'm like it's like physical and emotional and mental and I'm like this is so great yeah, it's so it's all
1: intertwined
0: it's all connected and i think yeah. you're doing such a good job at, at so sharing that with the world so thank you so much and thank you for spending this time with me
1: yes i loved it that was awesome yeah. Thank you, Wendy.
0: You're so welcome.